Hi everybody, this is Jeremy. My wife Candace and I are the pastors at the Ridge Assembly at Park Hill. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope this message connects with you, that inspires you, reveals God's word of truth in your life. Be encouraged and enjoy the message. Here we go. Welcome to 2022. This is it. Right? So, so we've actually made it a whole other year and I'm excited about this new year. I have no idea what to expect. Like, the whole thing to me is, is TBD. I am convinced that we'll see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I'm convinced that we're going to walk in God's favor. I don't know what that's going to look like. I do think that, that there is a reason to hope. And that's the point of this new series that we're starting today. And uh, it's very creatively and imaginatively named the Hope Series. So, yeah. I'm an engineer, not an artist. All right, so... But we're going to talk for the next few weeks about having hope. Because Kenny and I were, were, were praying about this, this next season, and, and we think that some of the, the themes that we're going to have to carry over the next several months, maybe this next year, is hope and courage. Last week we talked about how maybe 2021 didn't go like we thought. right? Uh, as a church, I really thought 2021 would have been different. You know, 2020, dumpster fire, we all know how that went. But then we thought, hey, 2021, yeah, it's going to be like magic. Someone's going to flip a switch, and everything's going to go back to normal, and, and life's going to be good. And it didn't actually work out like that, right? Not for us as a church, not for many people individually, right? Whether it was relationships or family or finances or careers or health or whatever it is, chances are something didn't go like you had planned in 2021, and at the end of the year, we kind of look around at each other and say, gee, I really thought we'd be somewhere by now. I really thought, you know, we would have transitioned, but, but instead of being here or there, we're neither here nor there. We're still kind of here in the wilderness. And last week, that was the message, to, to not discount the wilderness. Because there's value in the wilderness. Yeah. I looked at the, at the children of Israel as they were, uh, you know, after they left Egypt and they went to the promised land, they almost got in, but then with their disobedience, God turned them around and they wandered in the desert. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And that wasn't God's will at all because, because God, his perfect will was for them to have faith and go in and possess the land. But, so that wasn't God's will, but, but God still had a plan. And a lot of the things that we, we face, they don't go exactly like we had hoped and maybe not like we had prayed it may not even be God's will. Maybe some choices that we made or choices somebody else made and, and we just suffer the consequences may not be God's will, but, but God still has a plan. And in the wilderness, there's still some value. Because in the wilderness, God is still preparing some things. In the wilderness, God is teaching you to trust on a whole new level. I hate that we had to go through that sometimes, but, but, but there's still value there. That God is, is teaching us how he, can, how he can provide for us. Again, back to the children of Israel, this is water from a rock, this is manna, this is quail, this is, this is like you know, shoes growing with feet, kind of miracles, signs and wonders. And God provided for his people. In the wilderness, there's some pruning of some things. And it hurts, but you bear more fruit at the end of it. He's teaching us some things. I don't know what it is, but I, I know this, that God never wastes time. 
So even in the wilderness, like, again, we were ending 2021, and we're thinking, gee, you know, I wish that we were there uh, or, or, or back there, but, but not somewhere in the middle. Right? Even in the middle, I'll tell you this, that God never wastes time. Sometimes we choose to take the long way. And sometimes situations, circumstances beyond our control, they happen, and we go the long way around. Hello, Rona, right? But God always has a plan. He's in the business of redeeming the time and teaching us to do the same. So as we start 2022, I don't have any prophetic visions of 2022, right? I'm not sure if we're going to have more wilderness in front of us or if we're going to be able to begin inheriting the land. I just don't know. I'm not sure what battles we'll have to face or what giants we're going to have to slay, but I do think that these two words are going to carry us through 2022, and it's hope and it's courage. Hope and courage. This is, this is for this church. It, it's, for, it's for our body of believers, each one individual, each family here. Hope and courage. I think living out those two things over the next few months, over the next several seasons. I think that's going to be the differentiator between us and the world is hope and courage. See, courage gives you the audacity to be the difference that we talk about, right? Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. I like the, the scripture that says, be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be strong and courageous. Well, you know what? We are strong. In case you missed the memo, right, you're pretty buff in the spirit, right? You are strong. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it the last couple of years. Right? You are strong. The Holy Spirit makes you strong, and even when you don't feel it, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. And strength is not the problem, honestly. You've got the strength of the I am behind you. Strength isn't the problem. Sometimes courage can be what we need. You've got strength. We need courage. Hope is the glimmer of invested joy. It's the spark of the Holy Spirit and it allows you to live in fullness. If courage allows you to be the difference, hope allows you to live in fullness. It's a sneak peek of future glory seen by the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's, hope is deep inside of you. Right? It, it, it's, it's like a, like a keel on a ship. Right? It, below the water, you don't, you don't see it. But you know what? It keeps you upright. It keeps you going forward in the right direction. No matter, no matter what the crosswinds or the waves are like, it keeps you upright and moving. It's hope. And so sometime over the first quarter, we're going to cover both of these words. We're going to cover hope and courage. But to start the year, guys, we're going to focus on hope. I believe that that's what we've got to grab onto more than anything else. Partially because we must live in fullness to be be able to be the difference, and then partially because hope is a prescribed evangelical tool. And the truth of the matter is, we're all here to build the kingdom. Right? And we've got to keep, as a church, we've got to keep evangelism as a core of who we are and, and what we are trying to accomplish. And, and it turns out that, that 1 Peter 3.15 gives some instructions on this. It says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that you have. Hope is something that's going to advertise that we're different. Hope radiating out of you is going to make people say, hey, what's the deal? 
How can you be steady in these crazy seas? How can you be confident when everything seems to be falling apart? How can you still have joy when I see you wandering in the wilderness? So guys, I have no idea what 2022 holds. It's probably a mixed bag. I'm sure you're going to need courage, and I'm sure there's a reason to hope. So, we've been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus, first and foremost. Right? That is the nucleus of our hope. And we've been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus. That, that, that's the, the gravitational center from which all other reasons to hope spring. We're going to take a few weeks' journey. We're going, to, we're going to look through some secondary reasons for the hope that we have. This morning, guys, we have hope because God will finish the work that he started in us. Let's take a few minutes to look at that. Philippians chapter number 1. We've been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus. And he's going to finish the work that he started in us. Philippians chapter 1 beginning in verse 3. I thank God every time I remember you in all my prayers for you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm convinced that what God has started in us, he will complete. His Holy Spirit will continue to burn inside of us, to urge us in the right direction. There's going to be that voice in our ear saying, this is the way, walk in it. He's going to continue to push us into what he started to do something incredible. The good work, the Bible says. The, the, the word good here is agathos. That, that, that just means that something is good and that it's going to produce benefits. And in, in this, the Hebrew language, the, there was a synonym of that, right? Uh, and it meant attractive and excellent. When you put all that stuff together, then I think what's going to happen is that God is going to complete what he started in you, and you're going to look good doing it. God's going to complete the stuff in you. You're going to produce good fruit, and you're going to look good doing it. So this morning, there's reasons to hope. Honestly, even if 2022 ends up being the same dumpster fire for society at large as the last couple of years have been, even if the markets tank and everything goes, goes to hell in a handbasket, right? even if everything crashes down in the world, God's church, you, will have a reason to hope because God will continue to accomplish what he started in you couple of things this morning. The first thing is that he's going to continue the work of significance. This is so very important. I was in a leadership class um, toward the end of last year, and uh, John Harris, he, he's a, uh, does this leadership thing. He was an executive in a Fortune 50 company, and he's, it's, a great, it's a great class. And he defined success as significance. And I think he's pretty close, honestly. We all want to be significant. We, we, we all want to be the difference, whether it's with our families or our, our job or our community. And here's hope this morning. That God will complete the good works in you and through you so that what you have done, what you are doing, what you have started will continue to be significant. What you're doing for eternities matters, and you need to remember that. 
you are significant. Chances are you've started something. Chances are you, you've started a, a new friendship. Uh, chances are you've started a new ministry. And I don't necessarily mean like, you know, a, you know, kind of a microphone kind of thing, but, but chances are you've started mentoring somebody, whether you realize it or not. Chances are somebody is looking to you already and saying, what's the reason for the hope that you have? Chances are you're giving to somebody. You're sowing into something. You're serving somebody. You're serving something. We've got a ton of ministry-minded people here. And so I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're doing ministry. You're doing the work of ministry. You're investing in souls. You're investing in eternities. You're doing those things. Maybe, maybe you've started a new friendship. Maybe you've started a new ministry. Maybe you've started a, a new habit. And it matters. Right? The challenge that I'm taking, and I want everyone to, to try this also, is, is at least through the month of January, spend the first 15 minutes with God. 15 minutes of every day. Five minutes of, of worship. Five minutes of reading the word. Five minutes of prayer. Like It's almost nothing, but it's going to change our attitude. It's going to change our atmospheres, and it matters. Because if we change the atmosphere around us, suddenly we begin to affect eternities. Chances are you've started something. Matter of fact, this is the beginning of January, right? How many people have started New Year's resolutions, right? No. <laughs> but chances are you've started something. And chances are whatever you've started got interrupted. Chances are whatever ministry that you thought of at the beginning of last year, whatever relationships started to form, whatever mentors, mentorship that you entered into, chances are it got interrupted in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Maybe it was Rona or the fear of Rona because that's just kind of par for the course these days. Maybe it was just Christmas and New Year's and all that other stuff. Maybe it was something big. Maybe, maybe you had incredible plans to impact eternities, and then you lost a job and had to move. Or you lost a loved one. Or I mean, there's, there's some big stuff that can interrupt our plans. I'm not, I'm not saying that those aren't big, but I am saying that, that the significance that you've started, the, the acts of ministry, the impact to eternity that you started, those things, God will see to it that they continue. Maybe, maybe you've taken a break for a little while, right, because of all the interruptions, right? It's been a few weeks, maybe it's been a few months, maybe it's been dormant for years, and you wonder if you've missed the moment. Guys, I, I'm telling you, there is hope right now at the beginning of 2022 that what God has started in you, He will complete in you and through you, and you really will be, and you are very significant. As a child of God, you can have hope because you're significant, and God will find a way to finish it. Maybe God will open a door for you to reconnect and complete the work that you started. You know, uh, over Christmas break, um, actually a couple days ago, I saw on the Facebooks right, that one of our students, and so we were youth pastors for 17 years, so we've got, like, we know lots of people, and some of them are kind of old. And, and one, one of the young ladies that, I remember, we would drive to the end of the earth and pick her up and, uh, and bring her to church, and then she just had a heart for God. 
and I saw that she had turned 30. And I was like, wow, that hurts. Like, that, you know, that, that really hurts. And, and it struck me that we had influence in her life for maybe two years. And now it's probably been maybe 15 years since then. So, like, half of her life has, like, after we were able to influence her. And she's, she's one of the people that we pray for often as, as our prodigals. Because, you know what, I know that it's been a long time since I knew her and Alex knew her and, and, and some other people. But, but you never know when God is going to rekindle some, some old relationships. So I'm telling you, maybe, maybe you started something and it got interrupted. But, but God's going to finish it. And maybe one of the reasons that, or one of the ways that he can finish that is that he can reconnect some relationships. He can reconnect some opportunities. He can kind of, he can't go back in time, but, but he, can, he can set it up again so that things can be completed. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know this about yourselves, that, that you yourselves are a temple, or you yourselves are God's temple, and that God's spirit dwells in your midst. Don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit? What does that scripture have to do with anything? Well, if, if you're familiar with Ezra, the book of Ezra, right, then you may know that when they started to build the second temple, it wasn't like, hey, let's go and build it. No, they went and they built it. They ran into some opposition and then they stopped. No one knows exactly how long they were stopped, but most Bible scholars say it was about 17 years. So from the time that they started and they were all excited, and they're like, yes, let's build it. The time it was actually done, there was a pause of 17 years. Guys, you are the temple of God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes what God is building in you and through you gets paused by life. But then sometimes in his grace, he says, you know what? Hey, rewind. Let's redo. Let's reconnect. And let's start again. And God will bring your significance to fruition. God's going to complete what he started in you. Significance is anything that affects eternities. And chances are, because you're ministry-minded people, you've been out there affecting eternities. And you know what? Maybe something got in the way, but here's some hope that God's going to reconnect some things. Maybe instead of reconnecting with you, maybe, maybe God is going to bring someone else to complete the work. Because that happens also. Sometimes our season passes... But, but we've started a work that someone else will complete. Maybe, maybe our season ended, but, but God's going to send someone else. And it's 1 Corinthians 3, beginning of verse 6. This is Paul saying, you know, I planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God's been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they'll each be rewarded according to their own labor. Paul planted, Apollos watered. Both receive a reward in heaven. That's what's written here. Both receive a reward. What you did in the past for the kingdom was significant. And what you're doing today, even if you won't see the fruit of it, is significant. God will complete that work. And sometimes it takes somebody else to complete it because you know what we're all on the same team right we're all pushing for the kingdom when 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 uh, a million years ago uh when candace 
and I were in high school. So she moved in my senior year. She was a beautiful new girl. We had a small school, so I had to get on it quick, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, right? So we started dating, like, right away, and she started coming to church with me because that's what we did, right? And, and we've always served God together. It's been amazing. And she would come to church with me, and when I went to college, uh, I moved on campus, and she was still commuting. Uh, she commuted to Harding for a little while, and she, there was, she went to another school for a little while, and so she was commuting, so she was still there at my home church um, without me there, and she was serving in youth ministry as, as a sponsor, or whatever you call 18-year-olds that you can't really just kick out of the youth ministry, but you got to do something with them anyway. And she would drive out and pick up this girl, and you know what? The most effective ministry ever is bus ministry. Like if you've never, if you've ever given somebody a ride, you should give someone a ride sometime because you can have just great conversations. And she built a relationship with this girl from, from a bad background, from definitely not a situation you and I would want to be from. She built a relationship with her, and, and this girl just really, and she she started just serving God and just loving loving God, and you could see a change in her, like like life is good, right? Well, the next semester rolls around, and, and Candace is like, hey, I think I'm going to start going to Arkansas Tech, right, to be with yours truly. And I was, like, super pumped about this, right? But then she couldn't continue to go pick up this young lady, right? There was, there was a gap. She started it, but then somebody else, they, they, they sent a bus after her for years, Right? And we lost track of her, and we tried to find her on social media just to see how she turned out. But we have, honestly, we have no idea. But, but after, long after, she had moved to Russellville. We got married, and life is good for us. We, we saw that she was getting baptized. And you just never know, right? So, so we couldn't be there. Candy, we lost track of her. We hadn't talked to her in, in forever. And honestly, I have no idea how the story is going today. But I do know that that even if that season of ministry for Candace had ended, somebody else picked it up. So what am I saying? I'm saying, you know what, guys? God is going, to con- is going to finish the work of significance in you. He's going to do that. He may do it by giving you another chance to get back at where you started, right? That, that would be awesome. He may do it by passing the baton to somebody else and saying, okay, you've come this far. It's time for someone else to take them the rest of the way. And you know what? According to the scripture, you both share in reward for that. So maybe, maybe you get to do it. Maybe somebody else gets to complete it. Or maybe what's done is done. And the season is over and nobody else will continue it. But what I want you to remember this morning is that still matters. The time that you spent, what you invested still matters. As a former youth pastor, I tell myself this all the time. We literally have thousands of students that today are not serving Jesus. <laughs> literally, over a thousand students came through while we were youth pastors. It was a long time, right? And some of them, most of them, man, we, we pray with them. We've seen them cry in the altars. We've, we, we've connected with them. And you know what? They're not serving God today. And maybe nobody else has picked it up because maybe nobody else has, maybe they haven't allowed anybody else to. But, but I'll tell you this, that, that even if I don't get to go back and have a conversation with them, then the conversations that I had still speak to them. 
I'm convinced that, that, that God will complete the work of significance and then that the Holy Spirit will continue to bring words back that we, that we talked about, that, that angels may create divine appointments or, or who knows, right? But if we've invested the Word of God, and this is hope for you, if you have invested the Word of God in someone that you've tried to reach, whether it's someone you worked with or maybe it's a family member or, or, or whatever the, the prodigal situation is, if you've invested the Word of God, the Word of God will not be destroyed and it will not return void. There is significance in you. So as we barrel through the beginning of 2022, Right? Please have hope in the ministries that you've started, the relationships that you've formed. Right? You're, if you've started impacting eternities in any way, shape, form, or fashion, please have hope because God will complete the work of significance. What is significance? It's changing eternities. It has nothing to do with what you're driving, where you're living, the influence that you have in the office. Those are great, right? Buy something fast and let me drive it. But significance is changing eternities. And if you've started that, then the Lord will complete it. We have hope in 2022 because God will complete the work of significance in you, right? The, the way the world measures significance is, is crashing down. It's chaotic now. It'll continue to get chaotic, right? Fame, popularity, all that stuff is kind of destroyed by social distancing and all that stuff. And and everyone's canceled anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And, and, and money in the bank, well, that's fantastic, but then we've got those inflation stuff and supply chain shortages, you can't buy anything anyway. When the world's dreams have crashed down, we, the church, have hope because our measure of success is significance for eternity. And God's going to complete that work. Number two. sanctification I could talk for a long time I should probably wrap this up relatively quickly and then we can continue next week it's a series anyway so what's one more right let me introduce these next two things this is awesome right you need to hope because what you're doing is significant even if you don't see it today okay it's significant the people that you've that you've disconnected with over the years, it's still significant. Someone else is going to pick it up or the Holy Spirit's going to bring it back. You can walk away with that. That's the main thing, right? He's also going to continue our sanctification. I'm going to introduce this one and the next one, and then, then we'll go to lunch, right? But there's a difference between salvation and sanctification. Salvation is instantaneous, and it's free. Following God, it's going to cost you, Right? Jesus said, look, take up your cross and follow me. It's not necessarily easy. When we get saved, we, we cast aside things that lead to death, but then there's also the grave clothes that are still on us. This is one of the reasons I'm excited about our Wednesday night, ser or Wednesday night services because we're going to start looking at, at maybe how to get free from, from some habits and hang-ups and some stuff that kind of, you know, it, it's missing the mark. There's hope. If you're struggling today, whether, whether you're struggling with, with recreational drugs or, or alcohol or pornography or gossip or malice or something like that, maybe it's, maybe it's difficult to see. Maybe you're struggling with depression, which maybe, okay, it's not a sin until you pet it, right? And then that, that becomes something that, that you need to get away from. 
no matter what it is you're struggling with, I've got great news for you that the work of sanctification in you will be completed. The bad news is it won't be fully done until we get to heaven. But, but the good news is it's going to continue it's, it's going to continue to bring us from glory to glory. It's kind of like lifting weights, right? Jacob's wrestling. Right? When he first started wrestling and lifting weights, he struggled to lift the bar, right? And now he can throw it up, right? And, and even more. Sanctification is kind of like that. What, what's hard today will be easy tomorrow. What's impossible today will be hard tomorrow. And it's a journey. Okay? So we'll get into that next week. And the last thing we'll talk about next week will be the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? You get a little bit, you use it, and God gives you a little bit more. What God has started in you, I'm talking about spiritual gifts and talents, and I'm talking about gifts of the Spirit. Spiritual gifts and gifts of the Spirit are two different things. We're talking about them together. But God is going to complete that work in you also. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, please walk out of here with hope. Walk out of here with hope that what you're doing for eternities matters. That the prayers that you pray matter. That the, that the conversations that you have matter. And if you can get that, that you're significant in the kingdom of God, then you're going to have a hope that's going to make people ask. And when they ask, you're going to have an answer. Because the main reason for our hope is that we've been reconciled to God by Christ Jesus. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We invite you to be part of our online community by subscribing to this podcast. Also, follow us on social media at The Ridge Assembly PH on Facebook and Instagram. If you live in the central Arkansas area, we certainly invite you to be part of our live community. You can join us Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m. at the Old Park Hill Elementary Building. That's at 3801 JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.